What is your act, Mr. Carlisle? I don't have an act. Everyone's got an act. What line? What a line. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. So we, Jess was watching the TV show 911. Only because it comes on directly after X Files. True. And Danny was in here setting up his microphone, you know, mic checking one two one two. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> and then apparently TLC Scrubs came on, so Jess was like, "Get in here!" Of course, I had to call him out for Scrubs. Right now, and he's like, "Oh, the TV show." Initially, for some reason, <laughs> I thought, and I don't know why I did. That 911, the new TV show, had a crossover with the old TV show that's been off the years for like a decade, Scrubs. Sorry. <laughs> Which I guess that would make more sense than the song Scrubs being I, no, played that doesn't make in sense. this 2018. I, don't know I, I just immediately thought like Zach Braff <laughs> is in Scrubs and then the song was playing and I'm like, oh. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Scrubs is a guy that thinks he's fly. Hanging on the passenger side. I don't want to lead you out. No, I don't want to wait. that so since we're falling behind on this, we're going to recap the last six movies we've seen since really quick. December twenty sixth. That might be wrong, but maybe not. Danny. No, I don't know. No, it's right. It might be wrong. I don't know. Okay. Jeez. Oh, Anyways, in the last two weeks. Okay, so we see a lot of movies. We fall behind. The Disaster Artist. See it or don't see it. A plus. A right plus now. plus. Go see this movie. So good. If it's so in, so good. It's one of the best of the year. Hilarious. James Franco, A plus acting. He, Outstanding. He just won a Golden Globe, and hope, I wouldn't be surprised if he won the Academy Award too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's very good. Yeah, and you like, don't need I, to see I the had, room. It, it was not James Franco in that movie. He, he was. He lost himself in the role. He disappeared into yes. it. Yes. And it's based on the room, one of the worst movies of all time, and this story tells basically the making of that film of Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Um, who is <laughs> a character? Seriously, go on YouTube and just type in the room or Tommy Wiseau, and you, he could be in his forties. He could be like from Russia. You have no idea, but he's a millionaire. I mean, they but said, he spent what six million, right, on this movie, which um, yeah, they were filming out of pocket, yeah, on film on video at the same time, which is crazy. They bought the equipment, didn't rent it. They had a real crew. They're filming in front of green screens. And the acting is insane, and you got to watch the room. I've never seen all of it. I only seen. Like I don't think I disagree with that. I don't oh, think gosh. you can watch. <laughs> I don't think that I could sit through the movie The Room. All right, I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Moth. <laughs> hi, Johnny. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Every time I hear the name Lisa, now beat her so bad she ended up in the hospital. What a story, Mark. So that's going to be you leaving the theater when you see this movie. And two weeks later, we can't stop. Oh, it's an addiction. You're going to be... I'm hooked. Cut it out, man. (laughs) Okay, so that's an A+. Go see it. Next movie. We saw this movie on Christmas Eve. Big mistake. I asked my brother, my father. We kind of did a poll. Do you want to see The Greatest Showman, Jumanji, or Downsizing? They chose Downsizing. They chose Downsizing. I'm like, it looks like a fun comedy like okay we'll see this yeah Matt, Th- that's fine Matt Damon right? Matt Damon yeah. yeah big mistake I trust Matt Damon I was okay yes I trust Matt Damon too however plus it's written by Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor work together we'll go for them well 
they won an Academy Award for writing Sideways, but they also wrote Jurassic Park 3, which is not entirely JP3! And he gets stuck in Jurassic Park mode sometimes. It happens. Get the engine going, Mr. Kirby. Plenty of gasoline. It's got to make way to the coast. Rescue boat! It's the dinosaur man! Take the phone to mummy now! He's gone. I'm just... <laughs> stuck in Jurassic Park mode. It, it happens. Sometimes Jess will come home and I'm just walking back and forth just quoting Paul Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Not true. That's not true. Sometimes. Um, so downsizing, I give it a D plus at, at the best. Mainly because I can it, back that up, yeah. it's false advertising. It is not what you think you're going to see. Not much of a comedy, no. Right. And I was surprised initially that from the trailer, it was kind of like this fun movie starring, you know, what Lord Nern was in it, Jason Sudeikis or Sudeikis. Sudeikis? <laughs> Sudeikis. Uh, um, Doogie Hauser was in it. Uh, just a bunch of like random people. But you're like, oh, this is going to be a fun movie. It's not, it. it's not. It's not fun. Really it's depressing. There. It's about end of the world stuff. There's no comedy. There is a character, Tranlock. Tran. Let's call her Tran. That's her name. Okay. She's not Jar Jar Binks, but she's kind of close to it. And she can barely speak English. And I'm still so confused. Like, did they write the role, like where she's speaking in broken English the whole time, where it's kind of like making a mockery of someone that can't speak English, or was it in normal English? And the director said, "Hey, this would be funny if you did this." Like, let's say you can't speak English very well. I'm just stuck on you referring to her as Jar Jar, because I think that's a little little bit of a stretch. Right when she came on screen and was talking, he said, you come back tomorrow. You come back, you fix it. You come back tomorrow. I could not, one, either write that, or two, tell someone to talk like that. But they didn't. She was nominated for Golden Globe. She has a very big role. That's when the movie took a whole different spin. That's when I knew we weren't in... Right. The first act of the movie is... Is pretty close to what you'd expect. Oh yeah, Kristen Wiig is in it too. <laughs> Not very long. All I can say yeah. is false advertising. The crowd hated it. Rotten Tomatoes, oh, yeah. it's like 50%, which isn't terrible, but I think crowd score might be like 20%. That's being super generous. Yeah, it's a bad movie. If they had advertised it differently, maybe I would have enjoyed <laughs> it more. But a bad choice. We made the mistake, saw Christmas Eve. Let's not talk about it anymore. I made a huge mistake. Then, on Christmas evening, we saw Jumanji, which was a much smarter choice. It was so much fun. Right. It's exactly what you wanted it to be. And for a Christmas Day movie, it was pretty close to perfect. Like, you ended the day happy, you're laughing. It was good. Very good. As far as... So, would you consider it a sequel or a remake? I consider it, like... Well, it's definitely a sequel. I mean, they're going... Okay. When a movie comes out this many years later with, like, a new cast, but they make references to the first one, it's kind of like Jurassic World, in a way. Like, it's so not... So what do you call that? Like it's a just... soft reboot, but not really. Okay. I was going to say, it's like it's a whole new genre. Right, because before it was a game, came to the real world, and now the real world, real world isn't a game. It kind of, like, swapped roles with the first movie. Oh. Right? Yeah, you're right. But they do reference the first movie, which is pretty cool. It's everything you'd want from a... Um, the Rock movie and Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and some other female you don't know her name, but she's good too. Definitely not my first choice for Christmas, but <laughs> no, I mean obviously the Greatest Showman is the obvious one, but apparently no one else thought so. I, I don't know, very shocking, yeah. but Jumanji. If you, you know my have... parents still haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. Shame. I don't know if it's the the musical throws people off. We're gonna get to that in a second. Okay. Um, but first, Jumanji, go see it. I mean, at least a B plus. Like A minus because I mean it's everything. It's you just want to super be. fun. Yeah, like I, I I will say that I was a little 
skeptical, like my expectations weren't super high. I mean, because Jumanji's a classic. And to try and remake or reboot or whatever Jumanji, it's like, eh, I don't know. Like, what are these people doing? It's not time yet. They did a very good job. Very respectful of the original. Absolutely. Some references here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And just a new age, modern experience with it. Right. Obviously better CGI, more action, a little more comedy. Yeah, good. definitely go see it. You won't be disappointed. Um, Wait, real quick. I just remembered. You know what? I do remember something from this movie. A very awkward um, scene where female characters become man characters. So... In the real world, a female character becomes Jack This is Black. not a kid movie. Right. Let's be very clear about that. You At at least 13. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely PG-13, but in the crowd, they were definitely, like, well under 10 with their parents, but... Unacceptable. There, it's a very strange scene in which a female who's now Jack Black has to go pee against a tree or in the jungle, and it's like, oh, you need to show me how to do it. And it's like, oh, there's a handle. And I'm like, Very inappropriate It was so comments. awkward, even for me, like, just for no reason. Like, one, someone had to write that. Yeah. Okay? The crowd thought it was funny. And these are high school girls. True. But one, that, that scene didn't even need to be there. Like, someone said, like, hey, let's put a scene in the movie where she's like, oh, I would used to be a girl, now I'm a guy, so what's she going to do? I'm going to take on her pants and... You know. We could have went the whole movie without having to go to the bathroom. That would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, the movies... <sighs> there's just no need for it in this movie. There's no... One, there's no time... No need for it. And what's the point of it? Uh, They're going for comedy. Yeah. uh, It was just awkward. Other than that, fantastic. Okay, moving on. The Greatest Showman. Ah! Yes! Oh my gosh! A++. Plus, plus, plus. I recommend it to everyone. Even even if you don't like musicals, you're going to like this movie. I can't wait to go again. We've seen it twice. Yes. I mean, I could sit there in the theater with my eyes closed and just listen to the music. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been listening to the soundtrack... On repeat since we've seen the movie, and I play the movie in my head as I hear the songs. It's so good. I like every single song on this on the soundtrack. Yes, the first few seconds of this movie, instantly you know it's gonna be great. Oh yeah. They even use the old fashioned logo for Fox or 20th Century. I forget what it was, but they use the old fashioned right. movie logo. It starts off with like the feet stomping and the the shadows and the top hat. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. I don't want to ruin anything and give anything away. Just, I mean, Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Zendaya. It's amazing. Michelle Williams is great. Yeah. Not the time to forget Michelle Williams. Right, I didn't to... forget Michelle. I don't just, know. It sounded like you forgot her. She's just, wow. I mean, okay, The Greatest Showman, briefly, it's about P.T. Barnum and him creating the circus. It's not completely true to life. There are fictional characters. It also stars Michelle Williams, Zac Efron, and Rebecca Ferguson. What's your favorite song from the movie? So my favorite and the best are probably two separate things. I don't know why I really like the duet with Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron, which is The Other Side. Great song. Yeah. Choreography in the scene. Oh, I think that's what does it it for me. Because he's trying to convince Zac Efron, his name is Carlisle, to join the circus. Carlisle is a rich kid with a big inheritance coming. He lives among the swells. He doesn't pick up peanut shells. Wow, Jess. Brilliant. And they're sitting at a bar. There's a bartender and there's hats going on, hats off. There's shots. There's money or something. There's bartering. It's fantastic. There's so much going on in that scene. Yeah, it's really cool. But I mean, that's just like, there's that one and you got every other song. So it's tough to choose the best one. 
And like I've mentioned this before with uh, Rebecca Ferguson, her character is Jenny Lind. And she's a singer that P.T. Barnum discovers while he is over there visiting the Queen. And he brings her back to the States to put her on tour so we can make some money. Okay, but really so that he can join the upper class. Because even though he made money, he was new money and he was not respected by the old money rich folk. It's my favorite scene because there's so many things going on. There's like six different things going on in one scene between different characters. Looking at other characters or realizing something. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Danny's mentioned this a couple times. He likes this a lot. It's a big deal. Whoever wrote that scene... Knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. If, If I had to say one thing that I didn't like about the movie is when I thought that we were... We talked about this after, so entering the third act, like only like two thirds of the way through the movie, there were only like five, ten minutes left. And that's not very normal. It well, ended it ended maybe, abruptly. You're right. Maybe the halfway point is when they visit the Queen. Because that's when he first sees Jenny Lind. I would say. You know, first, second, third act, I was extremely confused because what I thought was a low point, which is the second end of the second act, was really the end of the third act. In the right. denouement. Say that again. Denouement. <laughs> Yeah, so brief summary. Yeah, go see it. You're going to love it. Even if you don't like musicals, you will like this movie. So good. Ignore the critics, because the critics gave it average They don't know reviews. what they're talking they about. They are nuts. They're crazy. Go see it. All right. Molly's Game. Another great movie. I don't think I can think of one thing to say against it. I, there's nothing wrong with this movie. Yeah. It is two hours and 20 minutes. It feels like an hour and 20 it minutes. It flew by. The writing, it's quick. The dialogue, it, it's written by Aaron Sorkin. Everyone knows Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. Uh-huh. He wrote, he used to be a playwright. He wrote A Few Good Men. Of course he did. The American President. Fantastic. Social Network. Amazing. Moneywell. He knows what he's doing. He can write dialogue better than anybody. And this movie's symmetrical. It's super cool. It is. Beginning and end, it's like poetry. I love it. And Kevin Costner, he's in this movie more than I expected, which is great because he love has... Kevin Costner. I can talk about the, the Jenny Lynn scene in The Greatest Showman being one of the best scenes of the year, there's a scene with Kevin Costner and Jessica Chastain on a bench. It is better than anything I've seen all year. It's like a five-minute scene, but it's perfect. Jess was crying. Oh, yeah. It it tugs at the heart. I, I restrained myself. I said, Dan, don't cry. Just focus on the movie. Just focus. Oh, it's just a movie. I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to. That's why I said, just focus. I held back. It's an A-plus movie. It's going to be really hard to pick a best picture this year. Definitely. I mean, I thought it would win... She was up for Best Actress, I think, at the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. She easily could have won. It's, just, it's a great movie. Go see it. A+. plus. There's a lot of good competition out there this year. There's a lot of good competition out there this year. Okay, yeah, so go see Molly's Game. You, just yeah. got, you basically just got, you got to trust us because it's two hours and 20 minutes. It's an A-plus movie. It's better than you would think it would be. It seemed like a simple movie. It was deep. It was deep. Okay, then we saw All the Money in the World, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Michelle Williams and co-starring... Mark Wahlberg, and Christopher Plummer. So originally, Kevin Spacey played the Getty, the grandfather Getty character. He was replaced back in November by Christopher Plummer, and they did a lot of reshoots. Jess, what kind of grade would you give all the money in the world? See, it's tough because there were some things really well done, but overall it just sort of fell flat. I didn't super enjoy it. I I felt like there were a lot of problems throughout. Acting is pretty pretty fantastic. They've got that going. Christopher Plummer, I was terrified of him. 
he is meant to be like, I mean, he, he was the richest man in the world at the time. He's just terrifying. He plays a really good part, especially knowing that they did that all in what, like a week? Five, Something like that. Five weeks, like five weeks before it came out, they did re- the reshoot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was better than he was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor, and it was des- like he deserved it because I was worried that that was all just a publicity stunt to you know say, oh, Kevin Spacey, you got replaced, and the guy got a Golden Globe, like ha 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 kind of thing. But no, he's perfect. Uh, the movie overall, yeah, it's a C plus movie. It felt too long. You've got Christopher Plummer, the grandfather Getty, and his grandson. His grandson's been kidnapped. And the mother, Michelle Williams, has to team up with Mark Wahlberg to get him back. Michelle Williams is amazing. Amazing. Especially seeing Greatest Showman and then going and seeing all the money in the world and her two counter selves. I mean, that's acting. She headlines the movie. Her name, it's the first name you see. Her acting, A+. I don't know. I mean, she was nominated, too, for a Golden Globe. And I would expect she'll be nominated for a Best Actress for the Academy Awards. But overall, the movie, like, there was a lot of great moments in the movie. Like, some very memorable, like, shocking, the gift shop part. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like, the way the movie's shot, there's some cool scenes and movements. But then, like, even at the beginning, I think, like, for me to notice a lens flare or whatever, like, I mean, that that's like they're doing something right because I'm pretty blind to that sort of thing. But it was very cool. But then just some plot holes, and it was like the rest of the characters just sort of disappear, other than like the the main ones, like like literally disappear, like, questioning if there are siblings right. or not. Michelle Williams, her character has, I think, three kids, four, three or four, yeah, and you only see them briefly, and they kind of like disappear. And I in don't... the same house, <laughs> like in right. the same scene. I'm very curious, like what they had to cut out with the reshoots. With the reshoots, I mean, maybe that just messed them up, but. Kids grow quick. Right. The movie wasn't exactly a big hit. I was most excited to see it because of Kevin Spacey. Now, it makes sense to replace him, but once he was gone, it was kind of like... What's the draw? Right. Because, I mean, he was playing the old man, which was kind of cool, but... So, I would still say go see it, but after Greatest Showman, after Disaster Artist, (laughs) after Molly's Game, before Downsizing... Yeah, don't well, just don't see downsizing. <laughs> we'll save you. Yeah, all that. the money in the world. It's not in my top five like recommendations right now. Greatest Showman, Molly's Game, Disaster Artist. If you can still find the showing, I mean, I, I Tanya. I Tanya, yeah, go see that. Yeah, I Tanya, A plus, beautiful movie. We'll let you know about three billboards in the day or so. Hopefully. All right. Thanks. Ciao. Bonjour.